Did you put out your fucking gum? gum. Abyss has gum. 36 goddamn shows. If she can have gum, why can't I have gum? Do you see what you just (laughs) did, Abyss? It's it's sitting there. You can't have gum. I took the gum out. I'm going to take that piece that was in her mouth. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't don't spit gum share. Jesus Christ. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires <laughs> might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. It's gonna be that show, isn't it? And I was gonna try, now you've totally fucked me up. Oh. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from an eerily silent Threshold Society clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of Mark. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. And I am Count Boogie. God damn it, here we are. <laughs> show 36. So what now, is that noise? <laughs> my mic stand squeaking. It was too low. Now it's too high. We're so unprepared. What the hell? It's going we on. So, well, this is our, our last show in this room. Yes, it is. This is the final time we will have to set up. The final You should have said that because we're going to end up back yeah, for you know what? something. That's, Watch. That's, look, I didn't say this wasn't going to fail miserably and that we were going to wind up back in, in the my threshold garage. dungeon. Yeah. In your garage next. Next, we'll just have like a taxi cab where we just... Have it hooked onto the top, and we all check it. That's just the low point. Oh my god! It's so nice. Welcome to Perverted Podcast. It'll be so nice to be in another room from Abyss's garage. <laughs> no, we're not, not gonna no, be. We're in, not going to no. be in my garage. What is this other room you speak of? Okay, so this has been like actually this was the original hope for the Perverted Podcast. Obviously, to have a permanent home where we don't have to set up and tear down every week. Uh, and of course we started in the threshold dungeon. Um, we did like six weeks and then we went, fee used to co-host on the show. So we went, uh, to fee's garage. And then after fee quit the show, we came back to threshold. And now it looks like we're, um, going to have the room that I've had my eye. Cause I have a little studio next to threshold in the same building. And then there's these other giant storage rooms that are just filled with antiquated old, just weird computer things from the 90s and 80s and it's a weird computer museum just weird computer museum but just packed and so i talked the owners who have been really supportive of me being here they let me park my motorhome in the parking lot they they rented me really cheap and and so i said hey can i rent this storage room and i'll move these seven million pounds of stuff and finally, let's not exaggerate. I am Actually, not it's really he is not exaggerating. It, it is a lot of sh- million pounds. Things. Yeah, it would be nice to have it permanently set up. And it's a huge room. So in this room, you know, for five years, I I've been living in a motorhome, and my stuff's in storage, and only part of my studio is in the studio. And now, all of a sudden, I get to have my studio, my video editing studio the podcast a bed indoors i don't sleep in a motorhome outside in the alley with all the creepy crackheads and homeless people that are gathered uh, regularly uh, in the parking lot at three in the morning come on down myself. to threshold ladies and gentlemen <laughs> oh it's fine during a party we have security in the parking lot you know so you're fine then but then everyone leaves and it gets all creepy yeah so finally getting out and the most important thing because you guys know i do women's massage uh privately and so now i have my table set up so i can yeah i'll give you a happy ending right now you was like women's genitals bucks. massage <laughs> genital woman massage. massage so anyway there was so much drama i had a massive like almost nervous breakdown over this because it was things that were exploding around the building and and not stuff actually exploding that but just well, emotionally. Dude, you're making Threshold sound unappetizing. Don't <laughs> Threshold anybody... is awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> Things exploding crackheads <laughs> in the parking lot. But the good news is we will have a new And home. I will have I will be living indoors. Which and, is exciting. And that means Abyss and Mark will be sleeping indoors. And you won't uh, be having a mental breakdown anymore. Yeah. And That's so it, it was really ugly out there. So uh, thank you to the building owners for being supportive and uh, 
And so we will have a place and it'll be permanently set up until the bottom drops out as everything does in my life. And then hopefully we'll be back in Threshold's dungeon. Is that your seventh midlife crisis? That's my seventh <laughs> midlife crisis. I'll spare you all the details, but we, we, we're going to be in a room. It's exciting. And it'll be set up. But, and that's exciting, you know, for me. But what's really, really exciting is, um, is Rosie the hippo. Ah. Rosie. Rosie the goddamn baby hippo. At the LA Zoo. Oh, she's Abyss, so cute. Oh, she's so cute. Abyss had the hippo adventure. What is it? The hippo interaction? Experience. The hippo experience. It's not an interaction. It's an experience. experience. It's actually really neat. So it, the LA Zoo uh, had a unexpected birth last year on Halloween. Uh, they're... they're uh, they didn't know, realize she was pregnant. <laughs> wow, crackpot female. <laughs> but uh, so little little Miss Rosie was born, and um, it's been a year. And the zoo in the past has done experiences like you you can you could pay extra and go kind of behind the scenes, and you get a, a a talk with the zookeepers, and they tell you about the animals, and they they give you a little more in depth. And the, I know they did it with the rhino before, but this time they did it with Rosie. So yesterday, I totally got to pet a baby hippo. Oh, <laughs> the boo boo hippo, which is adorable. She was a, and terrifying. Um, <laughs> a 900 pound adorable. Yeah, it was nine. She's 900 pounds. Wow. <laughs> she's That's a lot of damn pounds a baby for a hippo. hippo. But she was super cute. And um, granted, they are adorable, but they also are known for the most deaths in Africa. They're, so, they wow. aren't a gentle, waddling creature. They aren't that gentle, actually. They will fuck your shit up. And they move quick. Yeah. I, saw the, I saw the dude hippo when you were in there doing it because I was too cheap to pay the 15 bucks to go in. So I stood outside and took pictures of the bear who was chewing. And so I'm going to make memes out of the bear's mouth. But all of a sudden I look over and giant male hippo fucking charges like full run. Like this is a big critter and it full charges and everyone's like, oh, and it's like, I'm going for a swim. Think I'll sprint to the pool. And it's all <laughs> and the water's like fucking the Red Sea parting. Wow. They're did, big. Did we get pictures of you petting Rosie the hippo? Not petting, but with the hippo. Because wow. and in their defense, it's actually they don't want anyone taking pictures while they're petting the hippo because they want people actually focused on petting the hippo because it's a 900-pound animal. Right. So being more concerned about your selfie, they get a little they, – they want you to actually focus on because you're putting your hands on an animal that, you know, is 900 pounds. Again. And they have big, like, thick bars. bars you yeah. Know, that, Hippo could like have a hard fart and like smash your hand in the bar. Because oh. it, it's the baby hippo and the mama hippo, and if one of them shifts into you, they say you don't, you can't cross your arm between the bar and the animal, like going, yeah, that, that's, you know, that's, that way. So or there goes your arm. Yeah. So they and you know, you obviously sign a waiver and so forth, but it's yeah. Suddenly, this doesn't sound so much fun. <laughs> no, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was actually very safe. You just have to follow the rules. Okay. So. Well, that's cool. But I got to pet a baby hippo, and it oh, was awesome. And also, everyone should totally support the LA Zoo. Did you finger the hippo? I did not. <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> Why you got to go there? Wait, how much do they charge for the extra special hippo experience? Oh. Just another day on Pets. Live with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. Ooh, that is freaky. The type of things you see on Pet Life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened, or possibly perplexed. For your peace of not mind, the author of every post we, <laughs> we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Your peace of nine! <laughs> nine touching hippo in genitals! Nine! <laughs> 99 on glue pylons! So what are we talking about today? Our first post is by SexyKitten89. Meow. <laughs> In one of our uh, affiliate groups, which is Rituals, Rules, and Contracts, surprisingly, I like that. It, you'd think if it's a dry thing where they're only talking about contracts and boring legal stuff. It's actually an amazing group that has a lot of interesting stuff. She wrote a post called, Am I Odd or Just Not Worthy? And it was a very short post. She's just asking... I've never had a contract to sign as owned. Am I just not worthy or am I with the wrong doms? Has anyone else never been asked to sign a contract? 
I've been in the lifestyle for six years and never been asked. And I thought that was interesting because contracts is a big part of that freaking movie that we all don't like, Fifty Shades of Grey. And Wait, I think it's my favorite movie it in the is entire not world. Ever. It is. It, ever. So I've not. never seen it, never going to see it. But Actually, it, in Sanctuary, uh, it d- wasn't secretary, secretary, it had a contract too, didn't it? No, there no, was no contract. No, there was a lot of secretary. signing of stuff. I remember yeah. there was yeah. a lot of signing. She signed, and then she would like... <laughs> a lot of paperwork it. and leaving it, yeah. No, but if you're new to the community and you get all pretty much a lot of what you know from that movie, and you're coming in, you're going to find, I guess, what I found in my experience is that Contracts aren't that prolific. They're it depends quite on rare. which community you're in. This is true, but the, think standard kink BDSM going to your no, standard dungeon. No, you're not going to see almost, a lot of contracts. Almost non-existent, right? Well, and it, well, it, it kind of depends too, because we were um, we were talking earlier, and it's if you're in a area that does a lot of master slave dynamic. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It depends on which community in the kink lifestyle that you're in. And if, but if you're doing just general pickup play or if you're a kinkster and you're just, you know, if you're bottoming or whatever, I was also wondering, you know, if that's something she's interested in, that's something she should bring up with her next new potential dominant. It was kind of a, a just a, a little fishing expedition post she did where she just suddenly realized I've actually been owned and I've been 24 seven, but I've never been asked to sign a contract. Is this common? Is this rare? And I mean, we, we talked about... Um, a contract but it wasn't anything for ownership or anything well I mean there's a lot of different types of contracts obviously slavery was abolished with what was it the 19th amendment it was 13th 19th 13th. huh it was the 13th 13th wow you know so much shut up it was a fucking (laughs) amendment it abolished slavery okay that means that there is no binding human contract you cannot at least not in America and the UK own a human being and sign a contract it's not binding but what we find that there's many different types of contracts. And when I first came into the lifestyle, there was a lot more people that talked about it. But there was also I was going to a lot more of like the master slave classes, how to do these things. And you heard a lot more about this contract. And what a contract is, is it is basically these are the things if say, let's just say it's a dominant submissive contract because there's master slave dominant submissives. And then there's kinksters, daddy, little girl contracts. And it is basically outlining, this is what I expect from you. This is how I want you to serve me. And then after you write down these things, you negotiate that with your submissive or bottom, whoever you're having the contract with. And then you negotiate, well, these are the things that I'm okay with. And that is something that you will stick to for a certain duration. Sometimes the contract will be for six months and then reviewed and the, or a year and then reviewed. And you'll go back and you'll see how you've changed, how you've grown, how you've become more into surrender, how you've not. But it really is the positive aspects of a contract, knowing that it is not legally binding. It is a touchstone. It is something that you can say, I made this commitment to learn how to serve this person if you are someone that desires that type of power exchange. Also, it for the bottom too because it's not just this is what you will do for me in a lot of contracts it's what the top is obligated for with the bottom as sure, well it can be it I can mean, be it's not always that way but yeah it can i mean be. I've, I've seen it on both where it's like if you if the top says you will be doing this you'll be coming here on this thursdays every month blah 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 in return you know as a top i will make sure that you will have this amount of time of my life blah 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 also because i know certain people who have multiple relationships and multiple submissives Like they kind of have to guarantee to each person, this is the commitment I'm willing to give to you as a top. Hmm. Yeah. uh, Not a big thing for me. I I don't, uh, I will say, however, that I don't know much about the the master slave community. So that would probably explain why not too many people I know have contracts. Uh, Wouldn't be something I would like. Here's something. I'll just throw out thoughts because I did spend a lot of time learning about these things. I had, I'll tell you the story after. Uh, I say this about when it's a touchstone a lot of times in a relationship um, rational thought leaves and as we know we humans default to their crappy emotions and they make us spin and they make us irrational one of the things that is a good purpose of a contract is when somebody starts spinning 
in the relationship, whether it's the, the dominant or the submissive, when somebody starts to get kind of irrational, like time has gone on and you kind of forget all the things that you talked about and the things that you agreed to, you can go back to that contract and say, hey, wait a minute. This is what you said you were going to set as a goal for yourself. These are the goals that we set out. And it helps you reground yourself to go, okay, now then, of course, at any time, you can opt out. Slavery's not legal. You can opt out. But for a lot of people, I've heard on many occasions where, you know, I just went back and I reread the contract and what the commitment that we agreed to follow with each other. And it helped me stop spinning. So it's really, for a lot of people, it's very much a touchstone. It is sort of uh, symbolic of ownership. It's very similar to like a wedding ring or vows. something. Your vows, you know, either your collar or your contract. And those are things that are very special. However, for like in the case of our poster, it is something that is not common. And if you, it's like kind of like if, if you want to, you know, you know, take up stamp collecting, go somewhere where people collect stamps, <laughs> you know. So if you want to be a part if you want to be in a power exchange relationship that has a contract and is more formal you're going to probably want to seek out people in that community that are more of the yeah. master slave type of or, or like i said talk to your potential dominant it may not be something that they initially think of but it may hit something down the road like hey that does sound i i would like to participate in that i mean at one point for me it was something i was interested in but it's like it, it you know like with anything it kind of wanes and yeah uh, all great things I, I know that as you say it can be a, a great thing to have it on paper because it, it serves as like a touchstone it can also work in the reverse maybe because where someone can I, hold it over you and say yeah you, you agreed to this you can't, yeah you can't I mean, change or grow as a human being exactly the guy that I play with sometimes I he puts me under orders that you know drive me insane and and this week he had me under orders that I had to text him before and after I masturbate hmm. and normally that's okay but for some reason this week it was just hitting it, it was, was hitting like, a kind of a thing I was freaking out and it was starting to feel very oppressive and so I just texted him and said I need to be released from that for this week because it's, it's starting to stress me out hmm. and he I texted back said yeah sure no problem when we'll talk about it I know we'll talk about it next time we meet I I don't like that kind of oppression, so for me, it might it probably wouldn't work. You're not a very surrendery type of gal. It's hard for me to submit anyway. <laughs> you don't so have that. And for some people, work. for some people that also don't submit well, but or are good at surrender, but they have a desire to reach that as a goal, a contract is also can be encouraging to push yourself a little bit to surrender a little bit more often. I mean, because submission there's no definition in sports in anything submission doesn't mean you did this willingly submission does not always mean that it's you like it and it's willing sometimes submission means you don't like it but you're doing it anyway because you see the higher calling of the relationship yeah i had one contract <laughs> one <laughs> it was the first draft <laughs> and apparently the last draft <laughs> i had a relationship we rewrote up the contract. I was very new. My interpretation was, hey, I'm going to lay out this is what I want or what I think in this contract. My assumption as someone who tries to communicate, um, maybe not always successfully back then, was that, well, okay, this is what you want. Here's my counter offer. This is a negotiation. These are the things I like and don't like. And we went straight to freak out, panic. This is bullshit. I don't want, you know, like it just blew up right in my face. I'm like, wait, are we supposed to talk? Man. <laughs> yeah, so that was the first and only draft of a contract I did in a relationship. When you fail, you fail big. Hey, you. man, I own shit. <laughs> I own shit. Well, thank you very much to Sexy Kitten 89. That was a good post. And good luck in yes. your quest. Absolutely. Okay, the next one is from Wicked Wolf 001, who wrote, Your triggers are not our responsibility. Uh, I, for, I forgot. Does anybody remember if this is a male or female? I think it's a female. Female? Okay. She writes, I and we FetLife folks have the right to post whatever we want. If those things make it to KMP and someone reads them and is triggered somehow, are we really responsible? I'm aware that people deal with pain. I've had at least my share up to this point in my life. I don't expect expect FetLifers to pad the corners for me. If you are really needing help, it is not fair that FetLifers, the vast majority of whom have never met you, be expected to accept 
accept any responsibility for that. How is anyone free to write about their own experiences if they have to wonder, are my words going to be trigger material for someone? Amen. <laughs> amen. And triple motherfucking amen. I am so sick of the bully, politically correct, trigger warning, fucking peanut, gluten warning on everything. It This, I was like, thank you. Thank you very much. We look forward to talking about this on the podcast. This is great. I completely agree with this poster. And this is my post. I'm writing. This is, this is my show. This is our show together. We get to say what we want to say. Are there consequences to what you say? Sometimes. Some people may not want to associate with you. And yet, you felt it important to put a trigger warning when we talked about that rape post that we did. It was my option right. to do that. So I'm not saying uh, it is not something that you can't do, but to say that I am somehow obligated to put a trigger warning on everything that I do. Cause sometimes like here's some words that I use in my jokes, bitch, cunt, fag, tranny, retard, rape, pervert, all terms that I use in jokes. Now I am totally accepting of the fact that if those things are triggers for you, I have a lot of, there's a lot of people that I don't hang out with because I don't like who they are as people, or I don't like how they are. I don't hang out with a lot of fanatically religious people because I don't agree to that, but that doesn't mean I'm going to try to come in and tell them, how they talk in their own house or how they write their own blogs. That's true. Abyss. Uh-oh. The look on her face. I don't, a lot of it I agree with, but um, there are certain things that she's talking about KMP and this, that, the other, and it's on my post and this, that, the other. Once you're on this site, it is public. That is for public consumption. And for her to say, well, this is my feelings and blah, blah, blah. You know, there are certain things that especially if you don't give kind of a hint in the title and you say you're talking about a rape fantasy, you know, that is something like, Hey, heads up. This is something a little more than what, what you normally would find or say it's a, you know, pedophile fantasy or something along which those isn't lines. allowed on FetLife. Well, if it's in the age play groups, you are not allowed to uh, write posts on FetLife that talk about you having sex with a child. That's illegal, and you can't do it. You can say, this is an adult, and we fantasize about our age play, but you, have to, you, ha you have to refer that okay, as an well, adult. So that no, is you still, and, that's, and that's, now that's, a, that's a, a warning right there. Yeah. So I don't see that it, there is anything wrong. And I'm not saying people should edit what they write. I give, I give zero fucks if you, if you want to talk about slamming it to some teenagers, blah, 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 whatever. That's, that's your, your, your thing. If it makes it to KMP, it is public consumption. And if you don't warn anyone and they read it, you know, there's, there should be some things like, Hey, we, we say it at the beginning of our show. We have a warning at the beginning of our show. The Yeah. Okay. That's fine. But, um, KMP isn't something people start out as. It starts out as my post, and I wrote can, my post, but and now you go it's gone back. Up. You can go back and edit it if it makes it to something big. Now, there you I can. disagree you with you because you, I don't you think can, that's right. But you don't have to. I don't think it's right. You that can. I write a journal entry that is my journal, makes it to KMP, and now I should go back and do a trigger warning because it's now being seen, seen by, by a, lot a lot of people, people. that might have I triggers. actually don't agree with that, and I, actually, I read a post... This is not really related to this about someone who was saying that she runs her own venue and uh, she has the right to stop certain play if it is going to trigger in a minority group or a group that is already being harassed. Like if you went in and started doing all kinds of uh, like uh, minority race play. Race play. Yeah, race like play that, or... and that triggered people. Now, I, I understand that because there's there's certain things that might trigger a handful of people, maybe even 10 people, and there's certain things that you know 95% of the people in the room are going to be triggered in a bad way because nobody wants to see an actual recreation of a rape. They might want to see a takedown. They might want to see some people struggling 
but to see an actual recreation of a gang rape or to see a role no, play. No, people wait, do that all the time. But wait, time. To, no, to see a role play, let's say, of someone doing a Nazi interrogation. There are some things that generally speaking, and I'm just talking generally speaking, are triggering to so many people. And as a society, we abhor that kind of stuff that... I can kind wait, wait, let me finish. That I can kind of see how someone might have a problem with it. But it's such a, a tricky area because the minute you start making someone do those kinds of trigger warnings, then it becomes subjective. I can tell you at any time mm -hmm. because I, I can stand here and say, look, subjectively, I could tell you that 95% of the people who read this are going to be pissed off and triggered by it. And you can turn around and say, that's not my opinion. That's not my experience. That's a subjective viewpoint you have. So it is a slippery slope to start telling people, you know, you really need to start putting trigger warnings on here because it it's left up to someone else's decision if that subject is triggery or not. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things in as a society we agree is trigger is, is going to trigger people. Um, rape is a pretty big one. Yeah. Rape is a huge fucking trigger for a lot of people. And we make lots of jokes about it. Yeah, that's fine. And that's fine. And you don't have to listen to my humor. You have the right as a human being. We have in America, we have uh, constitutional uh, rights to speak what we want to speak. And you have the constitutional right to protest or tell me you don't like it. That's fine. But it doesn't mean that I have to change what when you come into my world, you're in. This is these are my rights to speak who I want to be. If I choose to give trigger warnings and let everyone know that there's peanuts and fucking shellfish, you know, strewn around everything that I do, then I can choose to do that and to suck up to every single subgroup and category that might or might not be triggered because they're they can't fucking deal with their own shit. That's fine. You can do that, but you can't tell me that I have to do that. That's not that's I'm not saying you should have to. I'm suggesting it. If you do stuff that's it you can you can tell me to go fuck myself. I don't I, that's fine. It is your your uh, property. Your your words are your property. Sure. That is fine. I don't like it when people get sidelined or when they get sideswiped when they didn't see it coming. But you chose to read someone's post. Let me say, if you're tro she does say in this post, if you're trolling KMP, if you're on kinky on FetLife, and you have triggers, you're going to have trouble traversing those waters because you know that at, around any corner could be something could that be triggers a trigger. you. And if you're really fragile, and let's go now to the personal responsibility. I have my own triggers. There are some things that trigger me. I have lots of abuse in my past. I have food addictions, drug addictions. There are a lot of things that trigger me. It is my responsibility to know when I am weaker or when I am stronger. And if I'm really triggery and I see something that is something that I don't like, what is so hard about saying, uh, no, you can change the goddamn channel anytime you don't like what's on the station. That is your personal, that should be your, that's this whole post is that's your responsibility first. Some of us may think for you and some of us may say, Hey, well, I don't want to trigger this group or that group because I'm sensitive to it myself. But you ultimately, if you cannot censor your own input, then don't read, don't watch TV, don't listen to the radio. Go and get the therapy and the group counseling and the support that you need in the circumstance that you need so that you can get strong enough to where you can start reading things. And if something sets up a trigger for you, you can say, you know what, I'm not going to read any more of this because it's setting off my triggers. I mean, it's. I think it's all good in the sense that it's a really great discussion and it's uh, something that it's about everyone's responsibilities. If I write something and I feel that it's my responsibility to put something on there, then more power to I say go for it. You know what else we can do on this show? What? Have a stuffed pineapple looking at you. It is. The pineapple is... boy is looking at us. It's a girl. It's a boy. Actually, it's... has like, I don't know. Well, it has like the Pat Benatar early 80s hair, hair pineapple it's thing. It's so happy, and Mark it hates it. <laughs> the, it's I, a pineapple we found in some. know what we're talking it's about. It's a stuffed pineapple. So we go to these thrift stores. And we? We, Abyss and I. You. And there's, a, there's one. No, there's one by your place, and they always have weird stuff. <laughs> And it had this weird stuffed pineapple with these googly eyes, and I got attached. And so that's now it's just, like my it Priscilla. Oh, it's silly. just your one-eyed, you know, thing. One three-legged cat. So, so yeah. So look how we segued out of the pineapple to figging. Oh, oh, all produce. 
<laughs> it is now time. I will for say, I, I got a great uh, text message from one of our listeners and it cracked me the fuck up. And I shared it with Mark because it was funny. And uh, what did it say? Hold on. It says, hold on. She's okay, going to look it up on a phone. On. We need music. We're now just, yeah, really. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, well, if you stop a second, it says, good luck with your figging. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> How do we root for the fig E? No, because it's, it's, <laughs> ginger's a root. Aw. Aw. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a short life there. We've now side railed. Right. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's go on to. Okay. Why was this important for you to do? I mean, really? Why is it just an excuse to shove something up the ass of the two women in your life? It does that anyway. Was there an education? Why don't you guys go ahead and go over to your uh, your? uh, Here's what we're gonna do. Actually, Mark, uh, can you tap on the the green mic? Okay, it's on. Ow. All right. So (laughs) go ahead and strip. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, turn your microphone on. I'll, I'll do it when I get up. You just go ahead and uh, take see, off the little I pants. this is going to happen. Okay, so for the Perverted Podcast listeners, this is the time. We don't have a jingle, and it was kind of like a no weird. No figging jingle? Figging, 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 straight up their ass. Figging, 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 boogie has no class. That so was there. the worst fucking jingle ever. Whatever. <laughs> So this is the t- I, I just, just love that they're no, getting This is the closed show I'm supposed to do the play-by-play Okay, go ahead So Abyss and Mark have just taken off their fucking pants and panties Get down I just realized this is it Kathy, is this the first time you've seen my, my lower half? I didn't even no. look Let me see Show me No Oh, nat- oh my god This is. We have a closed oh set We have a closed <laughs> set <laughs> Mark just ripping off the top <laughs> This is awesome. Did I? Okay, yes. so an edit. Fine. Edit. Ab- Abyss, Mark, whatever fucking her name is. I'll edit it. One, one of those bitches. So there are, <laughs> there are two spanking benches here in front of us, and our two lovely ladies here have taken off their pants and underwear and are now bent over with their asses in the air waiting for Boogie, who's fucking running over there. And I saw Boogie earlier carving out these pieces of ginger, right? What? We match. You guys have both have K marks. Abyss, do you have? Why do you still have your <laughs> headphones on? She has her headphones on. Is your mic? Wait. Oh no, you have to. Hang on. Oh god. This is part of the Here whole we thing. go. There. Ow. Can you talk? I can talk while I'm doing. Mics that. are being moved. My ears hurt. Oh my god! Look at this view. I have two asses. Oh my. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> Show again. I like how I make oh, it like Lord awkward Jesus. eye contact. Lord, is that of Jesus. <laughs> I'm watching Abyss, whose ass is barren in the air and about to get figged. <laughs> okay, for those who want to know what figging is, uh, figging is is you take the ginger root, the raw whole ginger root, and you carve it into a small butt plug. And as you know, if you eat raw ginger, stop whipping me with your hair. <laughs> if uh, you, it is very, it is kind of a very spicy thing. So as it's you like can wasabi. imagine, if you put it up uh, your uh, little orifice. pooter hole there, um, you will, um, Mark's now rubbing my junk with her foot. Um, if you put it up a pooter hole, it will uh, have a reaction. This came from like the Victorian era where they used to put it up a horse's butt to try to sell an old horse. Like a horse was old and tired and then they'd put the ginger in its butt before the buyer showed up and the horse would be like, and so, because that's exactly what horses do. They go, ah! oh my God. So, um, then some pervert said, hey, why don't I put this up a uh, human's butt? Which, again, is the Victorians, because they were fucking perverts. They were friggin' perverts. So now, I have, uh, these are two different women with two completely different reactions. Mark tends to have, well, we'll just, we're just we'll going to gonna have that. So I have two bottoms here, and I'm looking at both of their... They both have total porn Stop star assholes. Stop caressing their butt cheeks. I do that. Why? He's kneading them like they're dough. They are. They're dough, baby. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> the smiles on both of their faces oh, wait, 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 is priceless. Wait, 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 wait. Gotta... Your flip-flops. Wait, are... <laughs> is this one on? No. No. It was on before? Wait, no, is it wait, on now? Yeah. Oh, yes. God, yes. My ears. Okay, got to put this up then here, because I want to hear these reactions. Ow. Okay, right. we didn't. We planned this out as best as Did we they could. Just fist bumped. <laughs> okay, so now I have here my little bag. Which one? I have Ow. two. Oh my god, I can smell it. Oh, I love the smell of ginger. Good lord, I can mm, smell it. From you here. want to smell? 
Mm, you won't probably smell it before that I put it in your butt. That one's Mark's? Okay. <laughs> All right, yes, because Mark said this looks like a, a dog penis. So, um, so well, I made three of these. Yours. So I have two regular size ones. Here, I'm just going to put that there. Don't move your back. I'm setting these on the small of your back so I can look at them and get my perf. And then I made a third one for Kathy, which is a sliver. <laughs> That's about a, a, a tenth of an inch thick. Come on, Kathy. You want to jump up here? You want to jump up? No. Do you, I'll shove it up your ass. I, th- I think that third one's just not. I already have used. one up my ass. I'm, <laughs> I'm right now, I'm looking you right in the eye. You don't want to try? No. Why did you peel these, by the way? What? Why did you peel these? Uh, well, they have a thick skin on it, and the skin doesn't have any of the stingy bitterness. It holds all the juice and stuff inside. So the juice is kind of spicy and corrosive. And so. Um, not only did you peel them, but then you shaped them quite nicely. Yes, like butt plugs. So they kind of fit and you can hold. Always remember if you put something in your butt, make sure that it has a flared bottom so that it will not uh, be sucked into your butt and then you get to go to the ER. And uh, we have wonderful discussions with nurses trying to convince them that it accidentally wound up your butt. So You fell on the piece of ginger. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. It's okay. He'll go in after it. Oh, I'll go in. I will. We've had, we had a butt plug once get going in there so and you're I starting just, with mark so i'm starting with mark any lube uh nah, just a little spittle yeah. <laughs> oh god <laughs> mark just covered her face she just got gross right, so the fuck out go. she has a thing for spit <laughs> so here we go so here now for, now then if you're gonna try this on your partner <laughs> if you're gonna try this on your partner one of the things to do before you go and make a butt plug out of it and actually put it in someone's butt you can just take a small piece of ginger and then just gently rub it. <laughs> Are you flipping me off? Flipping uh, me off? I'm wondering why. Okay, please focus. Focus, figgies. <laughs> figgies, get it. You're the figure. I'm the, you're figure. the figgies. <laughs> Wait, we already get in trouble for using that word. Okay. So you're going to rub it right on the butthole a little bit. Her eyes are closed. Her eyes are closed. Because I'm guessing it stings like hell. Okay. No, she's liking it. Okay. You can say uh-huh or uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So now I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just start pushing. I'm going And the laughter starts. I'm going to start pushing. And so you're going to get it a little bit. Obviously, you want to warm up. Wow, she's just taking it. <laughs> she's just taking this. And she's already reacting. Ow! <laughs> Poor Mark. <laughs> now then, do you feel a burn already? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So go now ahead. we're gonna go ahead and I'm gonna push a little more. And push. How do you feel? That good, huh? Face the mic if you're gonna moan. This is about a show. Okay. It's going in. Going in. I already know how she's gonna react. Cry. The look on her face is so pathetic. Okay, oh. and now, okay, now it is in, and she is squirming. <laughs> Fucking whore! I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> look now, she, and now she's masturbating. <laughs> she totally is. Her Turn hand. your head the other way. Turn your head the other way. Her, that way. They're good. Her hand went right to her Okay, plate. so now we have... Do you blame have, her? No, not really. We have Mark's placed in, and she is now rubbing herself, because that's kind of how she deals with pain, and now Ew. we have Abyss. Oh, there, we, like, there we go. Hey. hey. Really? All these okay. noises. Now, now I'm pushing it. <laughs> All right, you got to relax a little pumpkin. Okay. Yeah, you relax a little bit. I am very relaxed. I feel great right now. <laughs> All right, so now I'm giving a little more push on Abyss. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I'm okay. How do you feel? Do you feel any of the sting? It's, it's, it's I think starting. Mark is feeling the sting now. She's, Mark is definitely feeling the sting. She's not happy. Ooh, there it goes. No, she's happy just in a different way. She's massa happy. She's Masa happy kissed. with the pain. Okay. That's definitely getting a little burny. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Abyss is being very analytical about all this. <laughs> now then, here's the difference. Uh, Mark tends to be more of a masochist where she'll get past the pain and then it'll become sexual or whatever. And Abyss tends to be 
better with the stingy stuff. Like I put Altoids in both their butts. And uh, what and, now? And Abyss. No, oh. uh, it was at one of the, after one of the podcasts a while ago. And uh, Mark buckled over and was like, ah, ah, and then started giggling and got horny. And Abyss was just like, ah, hey, my butt feels minty fresh. <laughs> it really did. Pretty much what's going on right now. You just <laughs> kind described of, it perfectly. Kind of. Don't hold back. She, Mark is Mark, Mark is going to start kicking. Oh, oh, hey. What? Just a little bit of thrusting here. Okay, now we got that, I'm going to come out. Is that door locked, by the way? Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull out. Hey. Give it a little bit more. Mer. A little bit more happy spittle loop. Oh, ah, you just, oh, <laughs> man, ass to mouth. They're my asses, and I can do it. Oh. What? You want it out? Yeah, okay. oh, yeah, Mark needs it out. All right. She here. just gave the sign. Take it All out. All right. Oh, pudding. Oh. All right. Oh. Okay, and now Abyss is in. <laughs> and we're just going to leave that in Abyss. Okay, how do you feel? Are you going? I'm actually okay. Mark uh, is now running. Goodbye, Mark. There she goes. She Mark gone. is now running to the bathroom. Aww. And, and we have lost scene. a Mark. <laughs> and Mark we're about to done. lose the... There it goes. Hey! Did you just... <laughs> did it you fell just out! The no, it fell out! Wait, you look so nonchalant <laughs> and relaxed. You're like, so and it's about to... Oh, there it goes. It's coming out now. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to get out. Stop laughing. You're squeezing it out. It's, okay. Stay. <laughs> Scoot up so you can get to your microphone because we're going to do a segment now. Oh, okay. Does someone want to check on Mark? Okay. Kathy? Yes? You and Abyss talk for... Yeah. So, hi. Hi. So, I am naked from the waist down. This is an awkward conversation. <laughs> hi. I'm currently naked with a piece of ginger up my Seriously, ass. Seriously, this doesn't hurt you? It, it's it's stingy. It's starting to sting? It's stingy. Are you going to get like Mark where now you're going to be like, know. take it out now? Uh, I might be like, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Boogie will come back and I'll be like, huh? What? <laughs> Nothing? Okay. Everything good. Disaster averted. Okay. She, uh... uh Um, she felt just, uh, she started to feel nauseous because oh. of the sting and everything. Right. So she's like, okay, I can, you know, go ahead and tap out. Is this the first time you figged her? No. No, I figged her uh, before in testing. Did you get this reaction? Wait before? a minute. Look at Abyss's reaction. How are you doing? Wait a minute. Um, oh, she doesn't look good. Abyss, no. what's going on? It stings. It's <laughs> a kink you don't okay, know about it. yet. No, no, no. So now we're going to do a segment. You did not just go into a segment. I just went into a segment. So we got some more stuff to do. Abyss is and we just want We just want to see uh, how Abyss does with a piece of ginger stuck up her ass and see if she can be that professional. She does not look happy. How you doing? Are you hanging in there? Yeah, let's do this. Do you want to do the segment? Will you fucking just do it? <laughs> There's always a the jingle again. you don't know about yet. So I let's learn one now it. on Fetish Roulette. Oh my God. Put it in your salad. <laughs> Put it in my for having myself a figging salad. That salad is figging fresh. This is why I never eat anything you serve me. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Can we just do this? <laughs> I can take any time. We can take it out. Mark, Mark tapped out. It's okay. I think it's. I think the juices are now run down to my pussy. By the way. Oh, yes. Abyss is like. I'm good. I'm good. Would Keep you going. like to continue, Abyss? Will you fucking go. She's <laughs> <laughs> gonna kill you. All right. I'm actually like this starting is to Spanish sweat. Roulette. We picked. We picked a topic. Actually, sex nerd Sandra picked a topic last week on our show, and uh, this is the fetish that we're gonna talk about. She's taking it out on the mic. My jokes probably won't go over well with Abyss. <laughs> Here are the jokes. All right. Is a coin-operated boy your favorite sex toy? Oh, my God. Not funny. Okay. Do dolls with no clothes make you yank your hose? Okay. <laughs> no? No. No. Nobody's laughing. I have my own laughter. Okay. Does the Statue of Liberty make you go giggity? Oh, my. That one's the worst right there. That one did it. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. You may Ooh. be into a galmatophilia. Welcome back, Mark. You feeling okay? Did you just blow mm. on my butthole, by the way? Go blow on her no, butthole. No, don't blow on my butthole. Oh, oh, God damn it. Oh, oh God, I love that. Shoo, 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 shoo. Get away that, from my butthole. Say that fetish again. <laughs> a galmatophilia. A galmatophilia. A galmatophilia is... A galmatophilia, the Greek 
uh, Agalma statue, Philia Love, is a paraphilia involving sexual attraction to a statue, doll, mannequin, or other similar figurative object. The attraction may include a desire for actual sexual contact with the object, a fantasy of having sexual contact, encounters uh, with the animate or inanimate instance of the preferred object. Abyss is sweating. How are you doing, pumpkin? <laughs> that is I forgot. Enough. She has a challenge. She does this in interrogation play. She's ready to quit. She's like, I told her we're going to do a segment. She's like, okay, I'll do it. Look at look at that look at the hatred. Uh, okay, that, well, right. that is an odd paraphilia. So it is it is basically the attraction people being attracted to statues. Statues and a sexual arousal. Abyss, do you have a sexual uh, <laughs> attraction to the statue of a fig shoved in your butt? Please give us a long dissertation on this subject. <laughs> well, I could see how if you say go to the Getty where there's lovely forms and. The Greek masters and so forth. Yes, they're very attractive, but do I really want to fuck them right now? No. But you know, there is a, a a scene in Anne Rice's Sleeping Beauty novels where some of the statues that they have uh, have uh, are anatomically correct. Oh, so she just jumped on, huh? Big cocks, and they just push someone's ass or, or pussy right onto them. And I always thought that was kind of hot, but it's not. It was more like a statue. punishment, right? Yeah. <sighs> God, take it like easy, that? Abyss. You're making me and being now. Pain is here. there anything sexy about what you feel right now? Besides for me. Well, yes. I mean, there's a there's a determination which I get off on. Right. You are like I'm not gonna quit. Damn it. Pretty much. <laughs> now let me ask you. I have the tiger. I have the tiger, Abyss. Does it make you want to get frisky like a horse? Do I want to prance around and neigh? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Mark's just sitting there now on her laptop, completely curled up in a blanket. She's like, I'll go fuck yourself. She's like, this was a bad idea. <laughs> Middle finger just flew at all of us. Ooh. No, at you. At me, pretty much. <laughs> You're the bigger. Was this my idea? Whose idea was this? It was your idea. Oh, God. Yeah. I have great ideas. Anyway, it was beautiful and so, sexy. So as far as- so as as far as the thing to statue in a positive, uh, you can see that hey, anyone's fetish is a fetish. It's obviously doesn't involve other people. So obviously, unless you're going and fucking other people's statues and mannequins, <laughs> which would just be rude, like in the mall or something like that, which ah. has happened. Uh, that um, that it's it's something that uh, isn't a consent issue. The thing that's kind of uh, problematic about it as we watch Abyss. Oh, I can see her pussy now. Focus! You have a great pussy. I saw your eyes go down. I'm like, what? Whoa! What's going on there? <laughs> I was like, Mark and I are both, we just got like vulture predator. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. Mark's just circling, waiting for, for Abyss to keel over in pain on her side, and Mark will instantly have her mouth on her pussy. <laughs> it doesn't hurt also that she's wearing Hello Kitty scrubs. <laughs> Awesome. Hello Kitty Scrubs. Oh my. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> so the negatives of this philia obviously are a certain amount of Can't people. Can't really give consent if you're a statue. Thank you, Abyss. <laughs> it's a poor statue. I think we should all talk like this. <laughs> you know what? I, you can have some ginger and you will too. <laughs> Kathy wouldn't take the sliver that I made for her, but now she's pretty ballsy. I admit. And then... <laughs> And then you have the mannequin, and it's very sexy. Now, <laughs> sudden sounds like Miss D. Oh, Don't stop it. So the uh, things that she's are she's reaching a limit. I think the, the things that are possibly a negative about this philia is your detachment from humans, because it's kind of like I want this male or female statue to be under my total control. They don't have the ability to hurt me. I don't have to interact with them on an emotional level. It's just my version of a male or female that I'm attracted to. I do have to say that from a woman's point of view, there's there's an added attraction that this is the epitome of male strength. It's and this... they don't talk. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Abyss. <laughs> she gave me the thumbs up. <laughs> I wonder who she was referring to. Buddy. So it is kind of a detachment. <laughs> I mean, if it's beyond 
the the fetish for people that actually do this and have like dolls that they fall in love with and and so forth that it is really um for some people it's they can't hurt me they do what i want they wear what i want so They'll in a never sense change. it can be a little serial killer-ish yeah. um where you want that total control but i think mm. as a general fetish where they drill holes in your frontal and give them a lobotomy so they can't really talk or give any feedback yeah. Are, are you on a Are you on a different topic? She's on running a no, marathon. She's ginger up her ass. <laughs> you were talking about serial killers, and that is uh, what oh, was it? Dahmer did. Oh, did you, oh. Did you do that? Uh, yeah, he drilled holes yeah. in people's you try to make I them find zombies. Fascinating yeah. is the way that her mind just keeps working. She's got a fucking piece of ginger, piece of ginger up, her up her ass, and yet her mind is like. She's got hand cylinders. squishing. She's processing her sting, which, by the way, the last time we did this, it was she did a little jumpy, like, ooh, this is good. And then we, you know, ended up just having lots of sex. And, uh, but this time is more painful for you. We're also not fucking. We're not having uh, any kind of, uh, this I, is I, just straight. I, I can, I can probably help with that. What are you doing? I think we should end the show. No, 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 no. I'm going to go and take it out. You know what? Just No, like, no. It's fine. Just let's finish this. We are. I, oh, we're I done? Don't know what else you want to talk about? Statues. Go take and, it out. I'm going to take it out. And I'm going to keep talking. You know, in the DSM-5, it really does say that uh, it's not a bad thing until, what does it say? That until you, it, it starts to alter your life, until it starts to affect your life in ways that it starts to derail your life. Right. That's when a paraphilia becomes. Wait, um, get a towel and wrap it. I'll get a I'll get a towel and wrap it. You get a towel. <laughs> I get very shy at things like that. I, I understand, honey. And then we'll sell it on eBay. You were not selling my ginger. And, <gasps> oh, oh, that was ready to come. Look, it was perfect. No mess. No nothing. Absolutely. And sorry, oh, yes. Kathy wasn't actually here for that conversation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No worries, sweetie. Well, uh, Holy crap! She just collapsed onto the speaking. What um, have you done to that poor woman? I think everyone should give Abyss and Mark, even though it's a closed show. You guys did really good. You guys did really good. And, uh, and hey, <laughs> the weirdest, craziest show I think we've ever done. That's bizarre. Oh. And that is our show. <laughs> Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining our their kinky family. I'm just going to say thank you to uh, Abyss and Mark for what a fabulous ending. <laughs> I wish millions of people could have seen that. That was incredible. Is that it? Or we, we no, thank to no, Woo to Kathy. Woo! If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And as you go out into the world and meet the people that don't understand you. Aww, Mark is laying on top of Abyss now. That's very sweet. Let the cuddling begin. Well, perverted podcast family, this is the stuff we do. We experiment, but if you are going to experiment with these types of things, please take it slow. Some things uh, are fun and sexy, but everyone has a different reaction. And please be careful what you decide to put in your ass. <laughs> That's right. Like, I would like to put myself in both of these asses right now. They're lying on top of each other. I'm having super pervy fantasy. We will see you guys next week, unless, of course, you decide that we are a trigger warning for you. And, uh, hey, enjoy the naughty, and we are out of here. 